0: Hey, welcome back to the episode of the 5Tool podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. This is episode 127. It is September 19th, a Tuesday. Not Drew's birthday, which was the last time we recorded. Not my birthday, <laughs> which is coming up. But it is a 5Tool staff birthday. Shout out to our guy, Jeffrey Kahn. Happy birthday to him. That's right. He is celebrating a birthday today. So I know he is a fanatical listener of the Five Tool Podcast. And I'm sure he's got an exciting day of uh probably ripping open some boxes of of some cards. Oh celebrate celebrate his birthday, our uh our, our, our baseball video savant. Um Jeffrey Kahn celebrating a birthday today. But uh we are coming off of an, an exciting weekend. Uh, not just because for Drew the Cowboys and the Longhorns won again, okay. and I guess for me a win is a win, but that was probably the most one of the least enjoyable wins I've ever had as a Steelers fan was that whatever that Monday Night Football game was last night, just oh, you know it's bad when you're you're beating a rival at home and it's a great crowd and. One of the highlights is the crowd loudly chanting "Fire Matt Canada," which is kind of just the <laughs> state of things for the Steelers right now. But, I didn't,
1: know, I didn't know you went to the game.
0: Oh, you could, you could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better believe if I were there, I'd be leading the chance for sure. Uh, just, just getting everybody going, and and you know, after a couple of Miller lights, just probably be all I'd be doing for the final two quarters of the game. So. Yeah, I appreciate that the uh the fan base represented accurately how I felt as I was as I was watching that game. But this past weekend we had the Texas Scouts Association games up in Melissa and surrounding areas. It was a great weekend. It was a, a loaded weekend. So this was the second time we've we've done this event. We partner with the Texas Scouts Association and um, you know, the Darren Rombach Memorial Tournament. And, and that was a really cool presentation um, at the end there on Sunday. But uh, this year we actually had an underclass section uh, in addition to an upper class section. So uh, there were a lot of teams, a lot of players. Uh, I was uh, maybe a tad surprised at just the number of like standout pitchers. Cause this time of the year guys are, playing other sports or shutting it down or, or whatever it is. You just typically pitchers are kind of hit or miss this time of the year. It seemed like everywhere you went, there was a pretty interesting arm on the mountain there. Of course, a lot of those guys being this late in the process for the upper class guys are already committed, but um, a lot of standout pitchers, a lot of standout performances um, before we get into any individual players, Drew and I are kind of just going to go trade off and go rapid fire and just kind of, um, spitball some names uh what was yeah, any general takeaways and uh anything else from the weekend well i thought it was i
1: i, I enjoyed it being at melissa just because mm-hmm. it gave you a better sense of just how many colleges and pro scouts were there um you know heavily attended on saturday good showing sunday um and I, I thought that was good just you know being it we're always fans of being able to walk around and see multiple good games at a time too. Um, you know, and bouncing around and you know, you've got your certain spots where you can see three or four fields at a time. So um just being able to do that, getting to see a little bit more, you know, it's still it's tricky because you miss a lot because there's so much in one place going on. Yes. Uh so you know, so you got to go back and refresh through the Twitter at the end of the day, go to the website scroll through all the all the coverage and footage um from the day and kind of see who did what see what you missed but uh, but yeah i mean everywhere you looked uh there were good players good teams you know all the right organizations you know, we appreciate those guys making trips up and, and, you know, and there's some guys going in and out on teams that they don't normally play on to uh, just to get in front of the scouts. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so, I, so that, that's nice. It's tricky keeping up with some of the rosters, you know, there's so much movement that sometimes yeah. the rosters don't match in the fall and you got guys wearing different uniforms and stuff, but you know, the, obviously the intent of the entire event is, you know, just have good baseball Let some of the scouts get their eyes and, on some of these guys, because, you know, like we talk about the a lot of the area guys don't or haven't really switched or, or have now just recently switched over to looking at the 24 class. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just another uh, bit of exposure to some of those guys and, you know, checking some boxes and getting some eyes on guys and just seeing how they move. I think that's a that's a big deal. But uh, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it went well, um, whether it was bearable. Uh, yes. Which I will always accept. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it went well and congratulations to Brady gray uh, for being the Don Darren Rombach uh, scholarship award recipient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen Brady play a lot, great player, great kid, uh, good family. Actually his set with his dad at a game and we've, he, he remember, he's friends with some people that I know and played with one of my teammates in high school, is brother. So, awesome family excited to see him get an award like that um well earned well deserved and obviously a big uh, part of the reason that we have that event is to honor Darren and his his family for all of his con- contributions to to the scouting world and you know and to the Texas Scouts Association you know who which who we partner with to put on this event so thought all, all in all it was a good weekend
0: yeah a great baseball weekend like you said it's it's like a coming together of a lot of You know, it's it's a lot of players, a lot of the the summer teams that we're used to, a lot of the scouts, uh, college coaches, you know, being being able to honor Darren and, you know, have a guy like Brady Gray be the recipient of that was was a really cool deal as well. So I know we feel privileged to be a part of of all that and kind of help help host it and, and put on an event, an event I think is Definitely got to be one of the better fall events um, in the country when you just think about all the people there and all the players um, and, and stuff like that. So, well, we're going to start with the uh, the underclass. And like I said, we're kind of just going to go, you know, off the top of the head and and rattle off some names and some guys that caught our attention. Like Drew said, the beauty of this being at the Zplex was you could kind of bounce around from field to field to field on your feet but they're all the other side of that was something you're going to miss some stuff just because there's so much going on. I feel like every time I looked at our telegram, it's like, man, there's another guy throwing like 88 over here and a guy throwing 90 over here. And this guy struck out seven guys already. And this guy hit a Homer. So there's, there's a lot going on. And obviously we're, we're going to miss some guys, but we'll do our best to share what what caught our attention, you know, either going back through our video coverage or, or what we saw with our eyeballs going around as well. And, you know, I'll lead us off here with a guy that really made a name for himself at the, at the Mattingly, uh playing up as a 2025 class member. And that's college station right-hander Holden Herring, uh, a guy I've heard a lot about. And uh, he he really caught people's attention at the Mattingly in the summer and ended up coming to Texas Tech probably about a month after that. He was really good again, uh, up to 90 miles an hour. He's, I think he's 6'5". He might not even be a tick bigger than that. Big, physical, future power pitcher. I mean, just checks those boxes of a guy you look for. It's like, this is the kind of guy that's going to throw a lot of innings. He's going to be able to hold his stuff. He's going to be able to miss some bats. Uh, Just kind of like a short curveball. Had a feel for an an 80-mile-an-hour changeup as well. Uh, For a guy that size moves well on the mound, was just really impressed with him. And a couple of his teammates on that five-star performance 2025 team, uh, Cade Stuckey from Hallsville hit a home run. It's a very projectable frame. He's going to really fill out. I think he's going to tap into some more power. Mitchell Morton from Plano West, who eventually originally committed to Xavier. And shout out to Xavier. Yeah. Going to Texas to get a guy like Mitchell Morton uh, from Plano West, catch and throw guy, can swing the bat. And that's all recently they went out to California and got Ben Escobar, who was really good at our same Houston State event, uh, kind of a guy that was flying under the radar. Uh, but Morton, uh, had bright moments, both with the glove and the bat. Um, Ethan Downham for Reedy, Texas A&M commitment, one of the better left-handed swings in the event. Uh, and then Colin Swindall was up to 89 miles an hour, had some pitching feel as well, Lynn gave one hit across four shutout innings. But, um, you know, unsurprisingly, that five-star performance, 2025 team, I mean, they, they had a lot of talent. And I feel like when we saw them in the summer, typically they were playing up. Uh, and you can kind of tell that the – the the jump in the competition was, was a little much, as it would be for, for that age group. Uh, they look totally at home playing at a really, really high level uh, in this event at Melissa. And I'm really excited to follow those guys' development. But Holden Herring especially, I think he's got really special upside on the mound as a big physical right-handed pitcher.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, a guy that we've seen quite a bit. Uh, I feel like, I don't know why, but in some of these events, I feel like he must bat every inning. Uh, because every time I look up, he's on base. Um, but that's Aiden Mcnulty. Uh, yeah, who just I mean, and when I say on base, I mean it's usually he's starting out on second or third because of an because of an extra base hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but continue to like him. Um, the guy just produces. Uh, you know, homeschool guy that we got to first see at our homeschool event last year in the spring. Um, and continued his production throughout the summer and you know like I said I I feel like every time I look up he's like coasting into second uh with the double or or even you know stealing some bases too but really productive player I think he's gonna have a chance to play at a major d1 uh big fan of his
0: yeah he was like uh, first game of the event it was he was like flirting with the cycle by like the fourth inning (laughs) like it just it it was really impressive um speaking of impressive I think this guy of the underclass might have been my favorite hitter to watch. And that was Dallas Tigers, 2025 Cecil's Reese Ogden. Listed about he's listed at 6'2, 200 look pretty accurate. He might even be a, a little bit taller than 6'2. It's just a very, very classic, projectable, middle-of-the-order left-handed hitter type look. There's big power. He pulled a ball foul that went way, way, way out down the right field line there's barrel field there's hit field you just look at him and watch the at-bats and watch the swing I was like man this guy could be a really special left-handed hitter he caught um, I think that's what he plays at Lovejoy but you know it's it's a big target behind there I think looking way way down the road he's probably more of a first baseman maybe a corner outfielder just because we don't typically see catchers that big and he's going to keep growing It wouldn't shock me if we look up and down the road, he's like 6'4, 230 pounds. But he looks like he could really, really hit. I think that that's a guy that college programs are going to want to play close attention to. And being at Lovejoy, you know, he's he's not gonna fly under the radar there. But uh, I, I really, really, really enjoyed watching him hit. And uh that team had some fun players. Obviously, we know Jalen Watkins from from Saxy. He makes everything look really easy. It just the game comes easy to him. Um, he's very, very confident in his actions everywhere, hitting defense. On the mound, he was up to 85 miles an hour. We've seen him up to, I believe, 90 in the past. It's a really quick arm. Uh, he has some interesting feel for spin, too. The curveball was up to just over 2,700 RPM. Yeah, he's he's undersized. He's not the tallest guy, but he can play. He can flat out play, and he's a true two-way prospect, and I always love uh, watching him. And uh, Speaking of two-way guys on that same team, Ben Lindsey Uh, At one point hit a homer and another point struck out 12 guys. I don't know if, if, if you got some eyes on him, but he was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah. You know, he was one that there was somebody else throwing at the same time he was. So where we were, we were kind of like, you turn your head to watch one pitch, turn your head to watch another pitch. Uh You know, that's the, the, that's one of the good parts about it, but I didn't get to bear down on him a lot, but know he put up some really good numbers. Um, You know, I know he, goes to wiley 2025 and yeah you heard a lot of people buzzing about him yes. uh, after
0: after his outing for sure yeah um, up up to 88 and the change-up really caught my eye low spin uh kind of one of those kind of like tumbling change-ups that's kind of got that late dive away and uh he, he, he's he's a true two-way guy
1: yeah, uh, a couple arms that, that I, I know did well. Uh, got to see one of them more than the other, but Davin Seal, uh from the Dav- yep. Dallas Patriots, um, 25 out of Geyer. Uh, be interesting to see how much time he gets at Geyer this year. Obviously, that loaded staff they had last year, um, probably some more innings up for grabs, but, man, I was impressed with him. Um, you know, he's got some filling out to do as well, but looked like he knew how to pitch, through a couple different pitches for strikes. Yeah. Um, was impressed with him for sure, and then didn't see his outing. But I was scrolling through the stuff. I, you know, a guy that I had uh, that looked at for some of our academic team stuff out of Lake Travis, Aiden Redlich, uh, off of one of the GPS teams, um, was a player of the game. Went five innings, struck out five, and had a good outing. Uh, got a couple, you know, some feedback from some scouts that that were at the game and saw it and said he threw the ball well and looks like he really knows how to pitch. So, um, congrats to him. Good outing um you know and it's it's it shows you too like you know there's there are guys that have the body um that just haven't made that velocity jump yet mm-hmm. and a lot of time those guys uh you know what we've seen in the past you know they have to figure out how to pitch um and then when the velocity comes they end up being the best guys in the end because mm-hmm. they've figured out how to pitch and then they get the velo um and from what it sounds like I think Aiden falls in that category I know some people are excited about him so um but good outing for him and then Lake Travis man
0: it's I don't know if you saw our South Texas event but Lake Travis had four 2026 pitchers combined to throw two no hitters (laughs) Uh, it's just like great for me just down the road but yeah it's one,
1: one of those schools man they just continue to pump them out but But, yeah, I was uh, encouraged to see that. You know, I know I've been following them a little bit and reached out to them about the academic team. But, yeah, there was some – you know, we'll talk about some of them in the upper class, but uh, I was excited to see a bunch of guys that um, have been on the academic team in the past or are going Mm -hmm. with us this year um, that that produced and did well. um, You know, and like we talk about, these guys that do well academically, give themselves a whole other – a whole nother window of schools open to them just because yeah. of their academic prowess. And, you know, so we're, we're excited to go out there the next couple of weeks as well.
0: The NTXBC dirtbags, 2025 Navy. This is a really good team. Uh, they caught my eye in the summer uh, multiple times and they're going to be a team. I think that really makes some noise next summer as well. But mm-hmm. uh, Judd Nash from, from Waxahachie was up to 89 miles an hour uh, true sinker slider guy could get the sinker to the arm side, which really bothered right-handed hitters, You know, then followed that up with, with a good-looking slider as well. He also swung the bat really impressively. He had one of my favorite bats, just saw a curveball spin out of the hand, sat back and just pounded a double to the wall in center field. He, he really caught my attention. Then Davis Perkins from South Lake Carroll, yep. one of my favorite 2025 pitchers from the summer. Uh, didn't see him pitch this event, Saw him play shortstop and saw him swing the bat. He is a real two-way guy as well. He made a charging play on a slow roller that showed his athleticism and just kind of his baseball skill. Um, you know, that's a guy that I think people are going to want to keep an eye on at South Lake Carroll. Obviously, that sort of program, it's loaded. Uh, that's gonna be a fight to get innings, to get at bats, all that sort of stuff. But I I I think that guy's gonna find a way to make an impact uh as early as this season. For Southlake Carroll, and then the 2026 arm, uh, Evan Connor from that same team. Um, from Brock, you know Brock. is Brock. going to be a Brock's going be a popular the... pick pick again for 3A. Uh, yeah. Uh, with with uh, Sawyer Strohsnyder and Cam Harris, and now Evan Con- Evan O'Connor, 2026 lefty was up to 86 miles an hour, uh, curveball 63, changeup flash with some promise at 79. Um, like pretty much all 2026 pitchers, he, you know, needs to keep adding some strength to help repeat his delivery, but some promise there. Anytime you've got a guy from the left side at that age that's already up to 86, and he's that kind of that feel for an Arsenal. So um, I would be surprised if he's not throwing some some quality innings for Brock this year as they probably make another long run towards the state tournament again.
1: Yeah. No, they're they're loaded. uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to some 25s that actually played in the upper class event mm-hmm. uh, as we go on here. But um one guy that, uh, another Lake Travis uh arm, uh Thomas Grismore. Um I know him and him and Aiden Redlich uh form a nice little duo in that 25 class uh for them. Um and we are excited to have him uh go into he's gonna be on our academic team this this week. But I know he threw well against the the Bergman team, which you know is obviously one of the more loaded teams in this part of the country. So uh, good outing for him. Uh, another 25 that I always like uh, play with Doolins, um, Jody Murillo. Uh Just love the Great swing. swing.
0: Love that swing.
1: Um, just a hitter, right? Mm-hmm. Like he just always looks like he's in control in the box. Um, just a good feel for the game. I always, you know, I – not not exactly the same swing but just kind of the way he plays kind of a calmness and you know all, almost seems like it's boring for him at times but reminds a little bit of rafael palmeiro just kind of okay you know, easy um uh, can really hit mm-hmm. just looks like he has a feel for what he's doing everywhere on the field and um you know i've, I've always been a big fan of him and then obviously the other 25 that love on that doings team uh who we talked about already last week but brody walls um just shows you what a good baseball player is it's Brody, a walk off home run um just he's a baseball player yeah um everything comes easy to him on the field and um you know he's he's one of the best players on the field every time he steps on it and there's still a a lot of a lot of upward trajectory that i can see for him so um you know just a special player you know i just one, one of the best 25s in the in the country um, and continues to show that each time out recently, so uh, good good showing for him.
0: Yeah, the the twenty twenty five five tool Texas fifty five is it's in its outline stage right now. It's gonna be it's gonna be my uh, my main focus once we had get back from the Arizona Fall Classic in. Man, the looks from Brody this fall. I mean, it's the arrow just keeps pointing up. It's like every time you know he gets out there, it's it's really really good on the mound. Like you said, he hits a walk off homer, swinging the bat. I mean, you there there aren't going to be many guys on that list ahead of Brody Walls. Um, that's for sure. And I thought Jody, like I saw him play outfield. It, he moved around in the outfield better than he has in the past. Like I know it's just yeah. Some people like, oh, you know, you know, whenever people see first baseman, they think kind of first baseman only types. And, um, you know, it's a little bit more difficult with the profile, but he he moved around the out, outfield. I thought, fine, I had a good arm out there. So we know the oh, swing yeah. can swings really good. It can really, really play. Yeah. Um, another 2025 from my neck of the woods from the GPS legend 17U right fall 2023. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Hudson Hartgrove from Cedar Ridge he just hits every time I see him uh, just a ball player, good instincts, good feel one of those guys that just consistently gets on plane from the right side, the hands work well, uh, just a lot of those you know hitterish qualities as people like to say makes the routine plays defensively if you hit it to him chances are it's going to be an out. Uh, Plays a lot of shortstop. Um, I think looking way down the road, maybe I I think he's probably going to grow into being a third baseman with the bat and the arm to profile there. But right now he's he's a solid shortstop. And I I think that's a guy that's that's got to be one of the better right handed hitters probably in the 2025 class that's that's uncommitted. Uh, just because every single time it's just like the bat really stands out. Stood out in the summer. Stood out in the spring when I saw them. Uh, stood out again this this uh, this fall in this event. Uh, just a guy that always hits. And uh, on that same team, um, Jack Castile, big physical, yep. strong left-handed hitter. And when he makes contact, it flies. <laughs> it's just a really strong guy um, from the left-handed side. And uh, another Lake Travis guy. Uh, Cole Ramey it's gonna be interesting to follow his development he's got some projection just does a lot of things well just some all-around skill I could see him as he's filling into his body Uh, it's gonna be a guy I think could play multiple places across the infield Uh, it's probably gonna be in the mix there to to make a mark at Lake Travis Um, and then on that same team recent Texas State commitment Connor Helms from Dripping Springs um, he had one swing and I thought was a great example if he doesn't have to get his best swing off, but he can still impact the baseball. And he's just, he's just got so much upside just with the athleticism combo and the future tools and things like that. Um, he had a couple of bright flashes from that, from that GPS team. Yeah.
1: A uh, couple more 25s, uh, come from the, the North Texas Longhorns, Bodie, um, Fort Rager, uh, just big yes. <laughs> physical presence. In the box, on the mound. Um, and man, like I we've we've talked about this before, but you know, when you when you hear people that are around him a lot talk about how much is still in there, um, while actually producing a whole lot more than if you listen to somebody talk about his profile, you know, and the upward trajectory for him. I mean, he just he produces you know like he he's good on the mound he's good in the box Mm -hmm. and the decision for him is just going to be like which one are you going to do or are you going to do both um at the next level i know there's a lot of interest in him um you know he he punishes balls like there's some real juice in that bat and there's some real upside on the mound too um you know and i think he'll continue to you know, he's he's big enough already, but I think his body will continue to change, Mm -hmm. um, as he just gets stronger and grows into it. But man, like he's, he's a guy that like, you can see being at the top of some lists, um, over the next couple of years. And, you know, he's, he's a lot further along than I expected him to be at this point. Um, you know, producing at a high level already, but really easily being able to see that there's a lot more in there. Um, so that, it'll be, he'll be one of the most interesting guys to follow over the next couple of years. Um, and then the same team, you know, a guy that just seems to dominate and get outs every time he goes out is Xavier Mitchell, um, you know, knows how to pitch mm-hmm. devastating breaking ball. Um, he's a guy too, that as he fills out and adds velocity, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be in the conversation for some draft stuff just because the stuff, the projectability and, you know, he just knows how to pitch. Um and even did some stuff at the plate this weekend. But with that breaking ball and, and that frame, I mean, I think his future's on the mound. But special special arm um, you know, is done is is good every time out. I just I, I have yet to see him not pitch well ever. <laughs> I don't think Yeah, so. I think
0: he's struck out I wanna say four of the first six guys he faced and he went to the. He showed the changeup a lot, which at area Cody, I think he was only fastball curveball. Which I mean, I don't. I think he gave up one hit in four innings, so hard to yeah. fault him if you didn't really need anything else. Right. But the the changeup showed as well as a, as a, it's going to be a true third pitch and it's going to help him boost that profile even more. But yeah, he's interesting. Like I I don't I don't know if it's like the delivery or the angle or just guys just do not for whatever reason see the ball well or i i it's just it's just a look that for whatever reason just gives guys problems and uh he hardly ever gets hit so uh, it was good to see him back on the mound again uh a 2026 guy that caught my eye uh from friendswood dawson henson uh from the marucci underclass team strong right-handed hitter advanced skill you know we know friendswood it's just they pump out guys every single year he looks like he's got a chance to be you know, one of their next dudes coming up there through the 2026 class. Um, and then Clearbrook's uh, Logan Sariga, Seri- a two-way guy. He caught my eye running around center field just with his frame. He's probably about 6'2", one of those loose frames that's going to keep filling out. Uh, and then he got up to the mound. It was up to 86 miles an hour off the mound and had a feel for for spinning a curveball as well and uh, put the ball and play hard a lot. Uh, for that Marucci team and just a really interesting two-way guy that um, I I think he's got some projection and he's definitely got some all around skill and um, that kind of ability, both on the mound and the batter's box and in center field. I I think we'll be hearing about him at Clearbrook um, as a guy to keep an eye on Uh, from the, from the Texas generals team. um, Gavin Chaney caught my eye. Uh, Some good at bats from the right-handed side. Also threw out a runner trying to steal second base um dylan rainey in center field had one of the top plays of the event i mean he made just a unbelievable diving catch just tracked it well off the bat at the bat and ran towards the warning track in center field and dove you know fearlessly to make a really tough catch it was uh it was definitely one of the highlights of the event and uh that that was a fun team to watch and fun to watch those guys up in the middle of the diamond making some plays for the generals
1: yeah uh moving back to the to the upper class um some guys we've been familiar with and talk about uh before uh Rainer Heinrich hit a home run um and he got of it. course he, off the bat you you could tell he got it Um uh, he'll be with us on our senior academic team uh really looking forward to having him actually his dad played baseball at Texas and his sister uh plays volleyball at Texas currently and I'm pretty sure she was on the team last year too um but this is a good player, can play a bunch of different positions, athletic, strong, uh, and can run. You know, we're big fans of his. We've talked about him a lot. I know you got to see him a lot during the spring last year. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that continues to be a really intriguing arm in the 24 class uh, uh, uh five star Jackson Jordan. Um just I he's he's one of those guys that we talk about that it's a different look, right? Like it's not your classic just normal delivery and yeah, it causes people some real problems yeah um and his velo continues to tick up and he's a physical arm um i'm i'm a big fan of his and i you know i always i we've talked about this before but you know one of the things that always stuck out to me when my time with Tulo at texas was you know i I always like to ask these pro guys that come through you know like who's the hardest guy to hit you know what are you know who did you not like to face what all the all the annoying questions they probably hear over and over and over. But you know, one thing always stuck out to me with him was like, you know, it wasn't your normal answers like a, a Scherzer or a Kershaw or something. It was, uh, you know, he always said, I just like a lot of these kind of or I hated hitting off of these, you know, no name relievers that were just funky. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of good hitters really, you know, they hit some of the normal guys that they see a lot that they know what's coming. And guys that have just different deliveries and just give you a completely different look, uh, kind of like you talked about with X, something in there is different. Right. Um, but Jax is like that for me. Like it's, it's different. It's just a tough angle. Um, you know, a lot of moving parts in the delivery. Um, and he repeats it, you know, I think like that's, that's kind of what intrigues me about him. And like I said, the, the velo is ticking up. Um, but a big fan of his. I thought he looked good in his outing the other day. Um, and so he he's going to be
0: someone to watch for sure for me. Yeah, he was, in terms of performance, not many pitchers ahead of him. Um, landed the changeup for a strike, that sweeper slider coming across there, like you said, that that unique look with the fastball. He he really helped himself, I think, this week. Uh, a guy that uh, switched into the upper class group, a guy that I liked from the summer, I got to see him on the mound again at this event was Anthony Ramirez from Deer Park uh, playing for that 2024 Texas 12 Red Sox group. I uh, was up to 91 miles an hour, a lot of strikes, uh, swing and miss curveball, spin, you know, just above 2,500 RPM. Uh, didn't land the changeup as much as he'd like. Um, He's shown a lot of confidence in it. Kept missing arm sign a little bit, but it's, it's definitely in there as a third pitch and, He's he's I think he's going to keep progressing. I think the body's going to keep getting stronger. He he throws strikes. He competes well. I think that's that's a guy that's kind of hanging out as a little bit of a diamond on the rough, um, from the right side on the mound. Um, and you know I'll probably just run through this this team since I got the scout book in front of me. But um, James Remy uh, was up to ninety, and I thought the arm path and the operation were cleaner and, and more repeatable. It uh, seemed like he's, since the last time we saw him in the summer, seemed like he's already made some strides in terms of his delivery. He really filled up the strike zone. He got hit around some, uh, but there was a lot of weight to the fastball, a lot of balls on the ground, and he really filled up the strike zone. And if he throws strikes, I think he's going to have a real chance to help somebody at the next level. Um, Jacob Silva, uh, switch inning catcher, committed TCU uh, from Clark High School, Anthony's little brother. I thought he he showed some real signs of growth. Uh, he timed Brody Walls for, for a hard single. He tied Braden Bergman's fastball and put it in play hard. You know, 1.95 in-game pop. Looks great physically. I, it seems like he's about to take a jump. Um, And, you know, it it, it kind of runs in the family after we what saw, we saw Anthony do it at TCU his freshman year. Take a huge, huge jump and you know, perhaps Jacobs kind of making that move right now and is poised for a huge season. Um, at Clark, uh, Devin Nunez, a guy I'm a big fan of, uh, hit a bomb over the Red Monster. Uh, just one of my favorite swings in the class there um, for that 12 group. And um, Peyton Reynolds, I thought, sh- uh, showed nicely on the mound, um, threw a lot of strikes. Um, breaking ball has some promise. Um, Caden Miller, the guy that we've seen a bunch took some good at bats there, but, um, some guys, you know, with Ramirez and and Ramey, I mean, they had some arms on the uncommitted side that I think colleges are going to pay, um, close attention to. Uh, but I just left a, you know, bigger fan of Jacob Silva. And then Anthony Ramirez remains the guy that I think that, you know, whoever lands him from a college standpoint, um, is, is getting a guy that's got some true upside as being a potential weekend starter down the road. Yeah, um I'm going to ah, I forgot Isaiah Castaneda who was up to 90 and, and nearly hit a homer to center field. So, he was kind of doing his thing from the two-way side again.
1: Yeah, we have always been big fans of his. Um couple familiar names uh off the Tigers, Bergman. um uh a guy I really continue to like each time out, Berkeley Roddy. Um just attacks, you know, like we said it last week, you know, he just he attacks and I I will always be a fan of guys like that that just come at you. Um, kind of shows you what you got. And he's another one of those guys, kind of like we we're talking about with with Jack Jordan. It's a different look. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's it. I get to see someone figure it out. So, um, something to that for me. Um, uh, Braden Bergman again, just kind of workman like domination. <laughs> just came in and just attacks as well. Um, really knows how to pitch. Uh, i just continue to be impressed with him i mean he's clearly one of the best arms in the state uh and just continues to to show why um not much else to say like that velo's up to 95 uh and you know always enjoy watching him pitch and he's he's a special talent uh i'm interested to see how he does this spring um of course and see if you know he if, if he's a draft guy or not You know, I mean, I think the 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 talents there, it'll be a a matter of if he, you know, just continues to stack those good outings, time in, time out, because he he may be a guy that you look up and then just video game numbers are just impossible to deny. But he's just continues to get better and better and better. And looks like, you know, he's just kind of toying with people when he's out there right now.
0: Yeah, I think he uh, he struck out I think six guys um, pretty efficiently across three innings. The only hit he get I think there's only one he gave up. And yeah, need to give Cooper Markle some love. Um, recent Nebraska commitment, uh, younger brother Drew Markle there at Tompkins left-handed hitter, and he smacked a home run, um, timed velocity off Bergman, and uh, just one of those probably one of the loudest swings of the event is just kind of, whoa, because there's, I mean, obviously with with Bergman on the mound, you know, every MLB scout in attendance was, was sitting back there getting a look and then, you know, Markle stepped up there and hit a bomb. And um, he's he's going to be a guy I think is going to have a huge year at Tompkins um, just when you kind of look at the swing from the left side and what he can do there as a hitter. It's going to be, be a fun guy to watch. But, yeah, Bergman, every time we see him, it's like he throws hard and he throws strikes. Like every time, yep. you know, there's not, there, we haven't really had any of those outings. It's like, oh, you know, stuff was a tick down and, you know, just kind of scattered it a little bit. It's like, nope, he was throwing strikes again with everything, filling it up and, and coming after people. Um, I it was going to see Park Prater on the mound. I just, I'd, I had been like at least a year since I'd seen him on the mound. Uh, he was up to 90 miles an hour. You could tell he was kind of shaking the rust off a little bit in the first inning and started getting going a little bit more in the second inning um, he had a couple of extra base hits as well. Uh, just one of the, kind of those like six foot four long striders, uh, left-handed hitters can play at the outfield. I think he's really going to continue to fill out, especially through his upper half, and keep adding strength. And uh, he just does a lot of things well. Just a really exciting uh, player to watch. Um, Sawyer Strohsnyder uh, put the barrel on the ball several times. Just uh, ended up pulling the ball a lot right at the second baseman, hit a line out to center field hit a deep fly out to right field. I know he was probably a little bit frustrated with, uh, with, with the lack of hits falling in there, but he put the b- barrel on the ball several times. Sawyer far four one down the line. I mean, just kind of doing his thing. It's feels like we've been watching that guy for, for five or six years now. I'm uh, just kind of catching our eye uh, from the Arlington A's 2024 team, Cole McCoy, uh just I've been a fan of this guy since I saw him at this event last year just a really athletic skilled middle infielder um can make things happen in the batter's box make things happen defensively can make things happen on the bases as well uh just a guy that I really really enjoy watching uh I believe a seminal state uh commitment um that uh that could be a guy that goes there and just really makes an impact right away but uh, it was fun to get another look at him and as he was making some things happen, it felt like he was on base a lot for that Arlington A's team.
1: Yeah. He's a good player. I've been, I was exposed to him shoot four years ago in camp oh, maybe, wow. when I was still at Texas. Yeah. He's always been a ball player. Uh, dad's got a baseball background, knows the game. Um, just, you know, fun to watch play. I mean, he makes stuff happen when he's on the field and you always, you always know he's there when he is. Um, but, yeah, good player. Uh, couple Another couple of guys that we've talked about before. Um, Fisher Polidoroff just hits. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that, like like we talked about with McNulty. He just hits. He's a hitter. Um, and then, let's see, looking at my list, uh, Brady Bowles uh, played with the five-star Doolin's combo team, which is – uh, a formidable group. I think they're going to Jupiter this together, this, um, this fall. So that, that'll be a fun group to follow, but Brady Bowles can really play defense. Um, yes. Him, saw him make several plays. He can play multiple spots on the infield. Um, he's going to be a good, good get for someone late. He's actually going with us on our academic team next week as well, too. So excited to have him. Man, between Bowles
0: and bowls and Heinrich, man, you guys are going to be have yeah. some of the best infielders out there
1: no doubt i'm i'm really looking forward to that but uh you know brady's brady's a player that we've always liked plays the game the right way you know knows how to play great student so excited to see him get in front of some more people next week um and just hope he continues to play like he has been um uh, going i'm going to go back to the to the tigers real quick cuz when I'm, my man sid uh sid Dindicuri from uh flower mountain uh we had him at a showcase back before the summer started and he was, he, his velo's up. He's, he's gotten stronger in the last year, but he was throwing like a cutter. Like we, we were like, what is that? You know, just looking at the spin rate and stuff mm. on the gun, we like made him throw it again. Cause we we're like, that can't be right. And it was out of this world. And fast forward to this weekend, he struck out seven in, in four innings. Um, You know, had, had a little bit of control issues because, you know, controlling the stuff was tough. Um, but Sid's a guy that, you know, he continues to get stronger and keeps that spin and, and just gets a better feel for pitching. Like he's going to have a chance to pitch in college, Uh, but, you know, awesome kid. One of my favorite kids that we've had in any of our events, but uh, good to see him out there playing, playing with the Bergman group. Um, And hopefully he's going to challenge for some innings for flower mound this year. So, um, but yeah, good, really good stuff. I, I was impressed to see him out there and doing his thing. So,
0: uh, excited to see how where where he is come this spring. That uh that five star uh Doolin's hybrid team. I mentioned Jacob Silver earlier as a, as a catcher that really stood out. Uh, Zeke Sion to me is a guy that looked noticeably better since the last time I've seen him, and perhaps that's just a byproduct of just kind of getting a little bit more rest. I think at one point he like was in Arizona playing with Five Star, flew to TSA to participate in that, and then flew back to Arizona. Like it just you know sometimes those catchers especially man they're dragging a little bit by the end of by the end of summer. And I thought his swing looked better. I thought the barrel feel was better. He was really really productive. Um, had some loud at bats from the left hand side. Um, did his thing defensively as well um, he caught my eye and looked like he's poised to kind of elevate his game to the next level um, this upcoming spring um, from that Cobra's Treadway team uh, Mason Cook it was fun to see him kind of you know it's nice to one of the first games of the day there's Mason Cook out there um, doing his thing on the mound um, you know just a guy great get from McLennan uh, slider was a swing and miss pitch I'm a huge fan of the change up he was up to 90 miles an hour as well through uh, and then Mason Bell, another right-handed pitcher from that team from Boswell. Boswell is going to be sneaky. I don't know if sneaky is the right part, but um, they've got a chance to be good because it seems like they had some guys out there in addition to the usual suspects. Uh, up to 88 miles an hour, a lot of strikes, uh, quality change up at 78, uh, slider at 77, kind of a slightly lower slot, kind of had some uh, some sweep across there, Was was getting some swings and misses. Uh, skinny Ridey, I think he's going to keep filling out. I think that's going to be a guy to, to keep an eye on um, Hayden Kreitz, who we've, you know, come to be fans of over the summer after seeing him down at TSA and some of the Cobras in the summer, just, he's a catcher that's like first on the field, first off the field, every time doesn't matter how hot it is. Doesn't matter what inning it is. He's always talking. He has great energy. Uh, he's, he's just, it's an infectious baseball personality and he's always really calm in the batter's box. That's always what sticks out to me. Is like it kind of comes easy to him. Um, and he had, a I, I thought he had a strong week as well. Uh, Mac Lerma, uh, left-handed hitter, for another Boswell guy. Took some good swings from the left-hand side. Had some hit feel there. Um, I think he's got a chance to have a have a strong year for Boswell hitting in their lineup.
1: Yeah. What, what arm that I really liked the uh, Angelo state commit, uh, from the Dallas Patriots, Clark Sampson, um, yeah, was, uh, you know, that was his first time back throwing since I think they said the early summer, maybe. Um, so not exactly sure what the deal was there, but, um, you can really Velo was up can really spinning. I think, I think we had him up to 91, um, showed a good breaking ball. The guy that fills out, he might throw really hard, uh, mm-hmm. But liked him a lot. Um, another guy I liked off that Doolin's team, going back to them, Landon Carr. Um, man, he he just knows how to pitch. I saw him with Briscoe back in the spring. Uh, but he had an easy kind of cruise control inning. Um, you know, just kind of low effort, delivery, knows how to pitch, moves the ball around. Um, He's going to have a chance, you know, if he, he continues to tick up on the on the velo side, he's he's going to be a really good get for somebody um, moving forward. But impressed with him, he just, you know, a lot of guys out there kind of had these professional outings where they just, you know, it, it's tough, too, because with all the radar guns and stuff, you know, the, I think for a lot of people, the, the instinct is to try to throw harder. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't really feel like that with Landon. Uh, so I was impressed with that um just went about his business and got out it's name of the game um then a guy that we've seen in some of our events before grant moore from usa prime yes uh, yeah physical good strong good athletic can pitch play outfield uh just really impacts the ball and he is like i said he's he's not tall but he is strong he is physical um but guy we've liked for a while uh, got to see him again do some nice things on the weekend
0: yeah, Speaking of Frisco, um, Michael Catalano committed Oklahoma, Oklahoma, uh, got up on the mound, was up to 90 miles an hour. Just really easy, repeatable delivery, steady head, a ton of strikes, uh, just a very workmanlike approach on the mound. Um, he, had a, he had a couple of nice swings from the right-handed side as well. Uh, just an enjoyable guy to watch pitch. Speaking of enjoyable, I mean, Wyatt Sanford just – he had several ground balls hit to him and it's, it's just so easy and smooth and the way the feet work, the little amount of time, the ball stays in the glove. I mean, it's in the glove and out quickly. just somebody that makes playing shortstop at a high level look really, really easy. Uh, Kendall Johnson, a a guy that I, I continue to be impressed with because, you know, he's probably five, eight, five, nine. But he like the way the ball comes off the barrel. He's sneaky strong. Uh, He's got some strength through his hands and his wrists. uh, Tracks the ball really easily in center field. Uh, I know he. I believe he plays. He's had some football highlights this year as well. Uh, Athletic can run. uh, Just a fun guy to watch from Little Elm. I think that was a really really good early get for Texas Tech. And then Pearson Reebok got into one and hammered one. Um, for a really loud extra base hit, uh, we're obviously you know fans of of Pearson have been following him for years now, but he was out there doing his thing as well for that for that hybrid Doolins um, and five star performance team.
1: Yeah, he's uh, we are big fans of his and Homer or no Homer, um, he is he's one of the best players I've seen come through Rockwall in a while, um, but. He just continues to do what he does and still exciting because, you know, as he continues to fill out and get stronger, we've been saying it for years, you know, his brother was late to grow and get stronger. And if he still has another jump in there, man, like you're talking about a big time, big time prospect. Yeah. Um, moving over to the sticks, uh, the 25 team, I know they were missing a lot of guys. Uh, I think they had some guys on, on, on visits, but I know, Speaking of being on a visit, I know Jackson Rickert was on a visit, but showed up on Sunday and uh
0: of course threw he did
1: <laughs> through for them and uh liked what I saw from him, uh just kind of an easy workman-like outing. Um but, but while we're on while we're on the sticks, um you know, recently or last night announced this commitment, but Carter Rutenbar committing to Arkansas, um, which is a huge get i just we've talked about him and not quite a bit but to me he's one of the absolute best hitters in the state for the 25 group um and that's a good get for for arkansas to come down and and, and get a guy that can swing it like him and i, I just i think he's going to continue to get better um you know i know how he works at it uh and I just I think the sky's the limit for him because he I think he's one of those guys that has an internal confidence that he just knows he's a good hitter Um, and and he is a good hitter because he he barrels everything right Mm -hmm. like I feel like every time we see him play he just crushes the ball so I know he was up on a visit in Fayetteville and I think ended up canceling some some visits just because they were blown away um, by what Arkansas had to offer and I think that's a good fit for him and uh, so excited for, for their family. And, you know, like a, a lot of these guys, you know, they find a place that, you know, they, they want to spend the next several years at, and when it makes sense and seems to be a fit, you know, it's got to be happy for guys like him. And I, we've just always been a fan of Carters.
0: Yeah. Pudge catcher MVP. Glad he, uh glad his talent was recognized by, by a program like Arkansas because he can absolutely hit and absolutely play. Um, some guys from the DFW Twins, 18U black team, uh, Ryan Green, recent Oral Roberts commitment, um, held 85-87, um, some weight to the fastball, quality changeup, spun a curveball in there as well, did his thing on the mound, Luke uh, Saunders, longtime time committed at Tarleton State, um, so some impressive stuff on the mound as well. Uh, Blake Goodridge I had written down, uh, another <laughs> Keller guy, man. Uh, he had a couple of really impressive at bats from the left side. He hammered a really deep um, double over the center fielder's head, Um, had some bright moments there uh, for that DFW twins, 18 u black team, Uh, a team. I know another one of those teams that was missing some of their usual guys, but um, still had plenty, plenty of standouts Um, from the Lone Star baseball club. uh, Shocking. Adrian Apollo played really, really hard Took good at bats, uh, had some skill behind the plate and, uh, you know, just – I saw him, like, one of the first times I watched him, he beat out an infield single. It's like, yeah, that's 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 A.J., man, getting down the line on, on an indie ball put in play. Um, 2025, Luke McLeod from Harden Jefferson um, showed some arm strength on the mound, strong arm at shortstop, made the routine plays there. Good-looking kid physically. Um, Sage Sanders from Westlake, uh, really good plate skills throughout the week. Uh, just a guy that always sees the ball well. Feel like he, he doesn't chase. I mean, if you've got if you're gonna get him to chase, you've got to really fool him. And yeah, uh, to took hit. some took some good swings. Um, didn't get it, didn't get it as many hits to fall in as he should have, given the swings and the quality of contact he made. Uh, but can like just a guy that just does not give in a bat away. I was impressed with him. Um, Landon Miller, uh, was bummed we didn't get to see him pitch. He kind of tweaked the you know, shoulder was a little sore after a head first slide, but uh, he, he ran around center field and made a really, really impressive play. One of the highlights of the tournament on a diving catch. And he's listed at 6'2", 195. That's probably accurate. He is a specimen physically, just a, a really athletic, strong player. Um, Blaze Milan from Nianica Woods down here in Liberty Hill did his thing. Um, sinker, 85-88, ton of strikes. True slider. It's kind of one of those true, They you know, call them gyro sliders now where there's not sweet to it. It's just kind of one of those more traditional sliders and seventy eight to it, eighty. Say gyro. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what it called. But it's not hero. Gyro. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Gyro. Sli- yeah. The old uh, when when Dicek Matsuzaka was coming over from Japan, <laughs> uh, he was he had the it wasn't the slider. Um, it was the gyro ball that yeah. that he threw, which was just I think ended up just being a screwball. But anyway. Uh, Blaze, uh, strike thrower, uh, competitor. Uh, it's this guy that fills up the zone and can get outs at at a high level. And then Christopher Perez, my first time to see him in a while from Taylor High School, left-handed pitcher committed to uh to Houston. Um, he was really good. Uh up to 89 miles an hour, ton of strikes, swing and miss curveball. Uh, he's gotten stronger, kind of one of those those compact physical f- frames on the mound. Uh, I, w- I was really impressed with him. That's definitely the best I've, I've ever seen him. Not that I've seen him a ton of times, but I have seen him a couple times. Uh, that That is a really, really good get for Houston. I know that's a guy that, like, they were following Taylor's progress in the playoffs. And it was like, ah, Perez is on the mound. They're going to win that one. Sure enough, they, they did. And he he kind of put that program on on his back and carried them deep into the playoffs. So uh, really, really good, good get for U of H.
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna let you take it home. My my list is complete. So um have
0: I yeah, I'll go through uh let's see who I've got written down here. Um Ray Vasquez, the guy that we had on our, our uh five to ac- academic team last year for the Arizona Fall Classic. Um slider 7477, uh touched 89 once, kind of settled in more in the Kind of the 82 to 86 range, most of his outing just kind of one of those guys. He's he's tall and it's kind of a unique look for hitters from the right side. Um, Jorge Arcia, uh, 2025 prospect from St. Pius, a catcher. Um, he just I, I feel like I looked over his at bats a couple of times and it was just really loud contact. Uh, when I saw him, just a very strong uh player physically um Jackson Babcock uh, he's he's an outfielder I think long term but it, it was fun to watch him pitch because it's a super low spin changeup, and guys are just we're having all sorts of problems with it especially left-handed hitters I mean it's one of those ones that just it dies uh before it gets to the batter's box there uh was, was a fun guy to watch and I, I know that's a guy that can swing the bat as well um Connor Davenport threw the ball really well for the middle and Redskins yeah. Uh, 2026 kid from Keller it always shocks me that he's a 2026 because you know, he Keller. looks like a, he looks like a physical 2024 player uh recent dbu commitment hogan nelson had some nice swings from the right side um riley wood threw the ball well for that midland redskins team um as well uh going through the list here um i know you knocked off a lot of the the north texas longhorns guys the scout guys uh, who else do I got on the list here going through? Oh, James Resek from that USA Prime Texas 2024 team. Uh, oh, yeah. Big fan. Rip, Really swung the bat well. Uh, some loud. He, he does loud... that all the time. He's one yeah, of the best some... hitting catchers in the state. Absolutely. Some loud at bats um, consistently and a uh, strong player. I think there's still some room to keep filling into that frame. I think he's going to get a leap even a little bit stronger, but. Uh, you know we talk about it uh it's you know this state's really really deep with catchers and it's stuff you know i was talking to some pro scouts about catchers and i was kind of running through some guys and kind of talking back to to area codes i'm working on a, a big big project it's kind of turned into like a like writing a book but um it'll get done eventually and just i was like man you know catchers are it's just tough and you know the pro scouts are like oh yeah you know, it's by far the toughest position. So, you know, I feel like people ask me sometimes, Hey, you know, can the guy really catch? And it's like, I think he can, but like, you don't really know until these guys get to the next level. A lot of it, I think is just more about work ethic and athleticism and, you know, just the way the hands work and things like that. And I think he's got a chance to catch, but I know he's going to hit. Like you said, we've been seeing him hit uh, for a really, really long time um, and uh, should have a, a big season at Plano West between him and um uh Morton from that five-star team. I mean, Plano West is gonna have some of the best catching uh in Texas with those two guys uh yep. leading the way for that group. So uh should they should have a good season there. So um uh, I think that's I think that's my list, I believe. You know, going okay. through all my scribble here on my uh Oh, on the look, flipped it over on the back. Uh, one more team, United Baseball Club. Um, Sam Jenkins, you know, did his thing from the left side, some, some nice at bats. Uh, 2026 catcher, catcher Jeffrey Claycomb, physical, oh, yeah. strong, like 1.95 in game pop. Yeah. Like, he's a stud. He's good. Like some of the pro scouts are like, "Uh, this guy's a 26. Like, really? Uh, here I he he
1: won the I think he won the
0: MVP of the Brainwork.
1: Yeah, him and that sounds right him and him and and Viers were I know were award winners. Uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, Byers did his thing, had some nice moments on, on both sides of the ball. I remember kind of scrambling when I saw Clay Cole. was like, did I forget a 2024 catcher that's like really, really good? And <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, no, he's a 2026. 20, I didn't forget anybody. Um, and then one last guy, Ethan actually committed to Rice uh, from your neck of the woods. Academic um, team guy last year. Yep. It really good slider. He was racking up the whiffs with that right-handed yeah. slider, uh, 73, 77, good shape to it. Sinking the ball as well at 85 miles an hour, just very calm, um, methodical workmanlike. you know, not a high effort approach on the Mount. Uh, I think that's a guy that especially as he keeps growing, um, he's going to throw a lot of quality strikes at the next level.
1: Yeah, no doubt. He's, uh, There's a lot more in there, and it is. He talked about like uncomfortable at bats of a guy out of the pen Uh, for Heath last year.
0: That's that's Ethan. So big fan. Yeah. So fun event. It's. uh, I mean, like I said at the beginning, we we definitely left some guys off because there was just so many teams and and so many players. But it was it was a great event. Um, I think it's it's got to be you know. A destination type event, especially for college coaches, you know, and for players too, with the college coaches and this pro scouts, and you know, uh, Jackson Jordan was a guy that I think wasn't really on the pro scouting radar, but was a guy that he got out there, and I had a couple of scouts say, "Hey, who's who's this guy?" Um, yeah, you know, just because, like you said, Drew, it, it it's just a different look, you know, and and those. That type of look, um, when he throws strikes like he does, it's it can be tough on hitters. And I love that, like, he was, you know, he wanted to execute. He wanted to get out. I mean, it was not a, this is a scrimmage type deal because it's a fall. It was like, no, if I'm on the mound, I'm going to get after you. Um, And it showed because he faced some really good hitters. Uh, he faced some of the best lineups. In the event and had a lot of success doing that. So, yep. Um, that wraps up our uh, podcast coverage of the Texas Scouts Association games. I'm in the process of running up a bunch of notes that'll go on the website. There'll be a section just for underclass guys. And then with the upper class event, I'm going to have a section just of pitchers. <laughs> There's so many. And then also another one for just position players as well, kind of break those guys up. But really, really fun event. Thanks to all the teams that participated. Thanks to the colleges that came out. Uh, obviously the scouts that were in attendance. It was, it was great to catch up with a lot of guys and also see a, a, lot, of, a lot of really good players. But uh, up next for us is the Arizona Fall Classic. Um, I'm heading out tomorrow to leave the underclass group to it another championship um what it'll be back to back to back i think something like that and then uh you will lead the upper class group to another championship uh there will be no stop signs if you are a play if you are a player who's on the roster and you're listening to this podcast get your running shoes on because we're going we're stealing bags we're taking extra bases we're pushing the action uh, we're we're gonna be aggressive and have a lot of fun out there. It's my first year going out there. Last year, it's an awesome event. I mean, it's so cool to play on those you know those spring training facilities and pristine infields and and that sort of stuff. And there'll be a ton of college coaches roaming around there, get looks at guys. So, uh, first class event and uh a first class event now. That's you know we have a partnership with those guys at the Arizona Fall Classic. So. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool to help provide them with coverage. And um, I know Jeff's heading out there and, uh, you know, I'm sure Aaron Cable will be out there doing his thing as well. So it'd be fun to see some of the five tool crew out there, but um, hopefully uh, coach Bru and I return home with some victories and kind of hand the baton off to you and and lead the charge for the senior group. I know you've been hard at work putting together these rosters. So, um, you know, what's your, before we get out of here, what's your, what's your quick, synopsis of, of what five tool is, is gonna bring out to the Arizona fall classic. I'm guessing a lot of athleticism.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited with these groups. Um, I have the junior, the junior group. I haven't seen as much of them as, um, as I normally did as much as we did the team last year, but, you know, leaning on some of the people that we know in, in our world to get some recommendations and, uh, and all that, I, I'm I'm really excited about this group. I think there's some guys that can really play. Um, obviously, some really good grades. Um, you know, we talked about uh, going back to Thomas Grizemore. I believe he's number one in his class at Lake Travis. Oh, um, man. with a 1510 SAT, mm-hmm. um, that'll work. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I, well, he, when he was telling me, I, I asked him his class rank. He says he's number one. I said like, I mean, like the. the 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 whole class like or or what like your the baseball team or no he was like no the whole class I was like wow I didn't know that was possible for an athlete to get um to to have a GPA that high not because athletes don't have good GPAs but just the pure class load and how many yeah. classes you have to take to to get that at a school like Lake Travis is <laughs> extremely impressive um Grayson McKelvey um is a guy that you know, we, we've seen in some of our stuff,
0: good yep. arm. He was out there. Great makeup weekend. on the mound. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I think he's, he's a guy that's going to have a chance. Asher Levy uh, is another arm uh, out of Jesuit um, that looking forward to seeing. Um, and then again, you know, there's, there are a few guys I haven't seen a ton of I've got some out of state guys coming um, that I think should show well. Santiago Lovano, uh is a guy who's, done well in our events before yeah um so Uh, i think yeah he's he he can really run uh we're gonna have some athleticism some guys that can run in the outfield uh parker ivy um is a guy that you know being here i have a tie to his family his mom uh was my across the street neighbor growing up but um goes to heath i think he can really hit Mm -hmm. um he's a guy that i know has had some interest from some of the Ivy league schools, some really good schools um, on the East coast, but man, I like, you know, he, he's played basketball. So he's always late to baseball. Um, and, you know, I think eventually once he stops playing basketball and is able to keep some more weight on, he's going to really impact the ball because he puts up really good offensive numbers. Uh, but I just big fan of his, I think he's going to do well. Uh, Rock Dewar, um is going to play with us on, on Friday as well. But, a good group, man. I'm I'm looking forward to you guys to you and Brewer's reports on this on this crew. Um, we'll talk talk a little bit about the senior group before they go out there next week. But um, that group's loaded. Uh, I I know more about them, but some real athleticism and some physicality in that senior group. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for you guys. Uh, hopefully, y'all don't eat all of the hungry Howies before I get there. Um, <laughs> but that's always a stop out there that we're looking for. And then our fit, our other favorite, uh, dining spot is called tacos. Yeah. Um, so straight we knew to the point. Know, Brewer always says it, you know, he, we, we knew it was going to be good. Um, just because it's straight up called tacos and you pull up and there was a bunch of policemen eating in there when mm-hmm. we the well, first time we were there, which is usually a good sign. They usually have, have, have the ends and know the spots. So um those are the two spots we have to hit you know getting our normal daily dutch bros um you know i'll be i'll be jealous and while you guys are out there this week and i'll have to make up for it by the time i get out there next week so we'll see it'll be fun
0: yeah brew asked me hey you got our eating places picked out and i go yeah tacos yeah don't need
1: pretty simple yeah, yeah, I get eat there every day. So yeah, yeah if you
0: show day. up to a place and that's the name and it's just a no-frills, you're like, okay, this the food in here has gotta be gotta be really, really legit. So yeah, it'll it'll be fun. It's uh and it's been fun to follow what's happened both high school-wise and recruiting-wise with a lot of these players that that play on the academic team. I mean, there's yep a lot of big time commitments come out of this. So it's a, uh, it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, you're definitely going to get some college looks for sure. And you're going to get the coverage. Um, and it's, it's, it's always fun to kind of, you know, watch these guys, you know, Jack Brady, a guy that we had recently just committed to McLennan, Ryder Rutledge committed to Baylor. Like it's, it's fun uh, to follow these guys in their journey um, because these these guys are really, really good players and great students academically. But well, that wraps us up for episode 127 of the Five Tool Podcast. You can follow us at Five Tool Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, of course, go to fivetool.org. You can find all of our great video coverage from the uh, Texas Scots Association games uh, and also some really cool coverage out from California as well. Looks like some standout performances. Um, out there. So go to five tool.org for, for all of that. And uh, soon you'll be able to read uh, some written notes from the TSA games at five tool.org as well. And you can keep track of the five tool academic team by following at five toolgpa GPA on Twitter. And uh, obviously all the Arizona fall classic stuff that'll be flowing into the website um, during this week, uh, you'll be able to keep track of all that at five tool.org as well. But uh well you got anything else before we head out of here? Uh I don't.
1: I don't not really. Um had a tough week in fantasy. Um uh, after being the high point person in four of the five leagues I'm in the week before, um had a couple couple letdowns, had some guys injured some some of my normal guys that I have in several leagues get injured in game. Um, oh, so
0: that's always tough.
1: Went, I went I went two and three this week, so not as good of a week. But, um, you know, I, one of them I would have won literally every single matchup other than the one I won because I lost to the high point guy by two points. But um, I, like where, I like where my teams are headed. One concern in one league I got is Joe Burrow's calf. Um, so that might be a problem, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. But I do I did pick up I did pick up Stafford to, no, that's um, good. to uh be there just in case. But yeah, not a good start for the Bengals. So
0: no, and it has not been, which doesn't bother me all, ta- all that much. But all right, until we talk to you all next time, uh have a good week and we we'll see you next week. Take care.